0: So you finally decided to take the big step. You started to invest. After reading every money book you can get your hands on, watching hours and hours of YouTube, you finally convinced yourself that investing for the long term is going to be the best option for you and your family's financial security. But there's only one problem. How do you get over the fear of missing out when investing for the long term? What do you do when you're watching everyone make so much money and it feels like you're falling behind? Well, I'm going to share with you a five-step process I share with my clients to help them get over their fear of missing out. All this and more on this episode of Financial Advisors Say the Darndest Things. Welcome to Financial Advisors Say the Darnedest Things where we teach you how to be rich in spirit and righteous in action. My name is A.B. Ridgeway. I'm the host of Financial Advisors Say the Darndest Things in my mom's favorite Christian financial advisor. I'm a certified private wealth advisor professional, and I've been in the financial industry for over a decade. In 2020, I decided to open a Christian investment firm to help investors like you become rich in spirit and righteous in action. And on this show, we share with you some of the secrets and biblical philosophies that we share with our high net worth clients to better prepare you for your financial life centered around God. Now, before we begin, I think it's appropriate to actually define what FOMO is. Because if you're like me, I really didn't know what it was when I first heard this term FOMO. F-O-M-O. And, I mean, I heard it all over the place and it seemed kind of all of a sudden. So, when I received this question from one of our newsletter subscribers, I did like anyone else would do when they didn't know something. I looked it up. And according to the National Library of Medicine... Yeah, kind of weird, but definition holds up. The fear of missing out is a unique term introduced in 2004 to describe a phenomenon observed on social networking sites. FOMO includes two processes. Firstly, the perception of missing out, followed up with a compulsive behavior to maintain these social connections. Now, I really like this definition for a couple of reasons. The first reason is that I love the acronym FOMO. This sounds so official, but it says the perception of missing out followed up with the compulsive behavior to maintain these social connections. So FOMO is not just a feeling that you have inside of you. It is something that comes out and is solidified by actions. Now, if that action is appropriate or not is a whole nother conversation, I just wish a lot of our feelings, the positive feelings that we have about life can manifest themselves into this type of compulsive behavior. You know, behaviors like, you know what? I just got to give today. I woke up this morning. I don't know what it is, but I just have to give. I just have to give something. I mean, give me somebody who needs something, right? (laughs) This kind of overreaction right? But for some reason, compulsive behaviors are only attributed to bad behavior, so I think the term FOMO really already starts out with this bad connotation, but I mean, wait 10-15 years, who knows? But regardless, What I'm going to do for you today is I'm going to give you five steps or a rubric in in which you can use to overcome your fear of missing out when investing long term. Because we all know that I'm a Christian financial advisor, so everything I do comes from a biblical base or a biblical background, and today is no different. So the scripture I'm referencing is Proverbs chapter 21, verse 5, and it reads, "...the plans of the diligent lead surely to abundance, but everyone who is hasty comes only to poverty." Now, I'm not going to break the scripture down yet. What I'm going to do is I'm going to give you the rubric. And at the end of the podcast, I'm going to break down the scripture in relation to these five steps. So the first step here is that we have to recognize that God owns it all. We can't control the stock market. We can only control our participation in it. Many times, investors, they have faith in God's decree. But they don't have faith in God's timing. And sometimes decree and time are just not aligned. Sometimes God does answer your prayers, but he's answering them two, three, five years in the future because there's a skill you need to develop first before you're ready to embrace the abundance he is going to pour on you. So it's on us to really be patient when we're asking God for financial help. So God determines where the money is going to go, the inflows and the outflows. It's really on us as good stewards to manage the inflows and manage the outflows to the best of our capabilities. Even if that means hiring a professional, you know, someone to kind of help with the numbers. Two, understanding what are you really missing out on? As a financial advisor, I see many clients who pass away with a million, two million, three million dollars in their bank accounts. So I have to ask myself, why were they stressed over one year where maybe they lost a few thousand dollars? Or why were they so happy when they gained a couple of thousand dollars when, at the end of the day, when they passed away, they had millions and millions of unused dollars? That tells me a lot. But unfortunately... They had a lot of wasted time too. So some of these clients have sacrificed their time for money. And what do I mean by sacrificing their time? Well, instead of enjoying the life that they had, they worried about the returns. They worried about their month-over-month gains or losses. They stressed about the economy, what it was doing. And unfortunately, yes, they did make a lot of money. But at the end of the day, it didn't really matter. So relate this to the fear of missing out. What are you missing out on? Hopefully, if you're investing for the long term, you're missing out on stress. You're missing out on anxiety. You're missing out on the fact that you are glued to your computer or to your phone, constantly refreshing. You know, we talked about this in my newsletter last week, the myopic loss aversion, where we are constantly looking at our statements over and over and over again. And we cannot see the long-term benefits which cause us to make irrational decisions as investors which potentially can cause greater losses than the ones we would have experienced if we would have just left it alone. And number three, understanding that you have enough. We live in this consumer-driven society here in the United States of America. It's consume, consume, consume. It's consumption, consumption, consumption. How much can we have? But if you take a step back, you start to realize that it's not that you don't have enough. You do. You just don't have multiples of the things that you love. So let me explain. Many Americans have cars, but they don't feel wealthy. They feel wealthy when they have multiple cars. They feel wealthy when they have multiple houses, right? And there's nothing wrong with these things, but it's understanding that what you have is enough and everything else is extra. It's that element of gratitude, being grateful for what you have. So what I encourage my clients to do is to take an inventory of their life and what they want, what they want to do with family members, things of that nature, and make a very hard line for what they need to live off of. I mean, it could be 50000 it could be $80,000, 100000 I don't care. It could be 200000 but I just want that line to be drawn so you can say, hey, I need $200,000 in today's money. And you can adjust that for inflation. We did that on another episode when we talked about Dave Ramsey and how he kind of got the inflation calculation wrong. But at this point, you know everything over that number, that $200,000 a year or $100,000 a year is going to be extra. So you're not concerned with the fluctuations in the market. You're not concerned if you're going to have enough because you know you're going to have enough. The only people that need to worry are going to be your heirs. And we know the proverb, right? A good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. So not only do you need to have a hard line for yourself, you need to have a hard line for your beneficiaries. You know, how much money are you going to leave them so the next generation following could have some assets as well? Because, you know, we do want to prepare them, right? But they have their own lives. They're going to have their own process. So we don't want to just give them money. We want to give them money management skills as well. So number four. Planning for others. When you plan for others or charities, it takes the stress away, and that con is piggybacking off of number three. Remembering that you are investing to grow the extra money and not investing trying to generate enough income to live off of. Working is where we generate our income. A lot of you have talent. Some of you are doctors, your lawyers, your construction workers, your teachers. All these professions drive in income. That is your skill. The investing portion is for every dollar that you don't consume currently, meaning that you're pushing your purchasing power into the future for a future date or a future person. Maybe you have a grandchild on the way and you want to use today's dollars to help fund maybe a college fund or maybe their new car. But when you do this, it takes the stress out of you in your life. It takes the stress out of you trying to survive, and it puts the emphasis on those who are going to be inheriting your assets, and that is what reduces your stress and anxiety. And number five, just understanding that comparison is the thief of joy. The fear of missing out actually derives from a cognitive bias we have in behavioral finance. It's actually called the herd mentality. You know, you want to do what others are doing, but it's called personal finance for a reason. The value of something is based on how well it fulfills its purpose. If your purpose is to have the most money, you will always feel like a failure, no matter how much money you make. But if your purpose is to give and earn according to your skill level and experience, you'll always feel successful. So let me go over this rubric or these five steps one more time to summarize how I overcame the fear of missing out when investing. One, I recognize that God owns it all, that I can't control the stock market. I can only control my participation in it. Two, understanding I am missing nothing and that my goals are more important than someone else's temporary gain. Three, understanding I do have enough if I have food, water, and shelter. There is reasonable amount of money for living expenses, for taking the initiative to plan for others like families and charities. And five, understanding that comparison is the thief of joy and to focus on my own personal finance. So now that we went over the rubric, what I'm going to do is really quickly as we close, I'm going to read the scripture to you one more time. It says in Proverbs chapter 21, verse 5, The plans of the diligent lead surely to abundance, but everyone who is hasty comes only to poverty. And understand this. The fear of missing out really is one of the underlining themes of being hasty. It's it's about not being patient. And that's all we talk about. God giving us patience. We should pray to God to give us patience. And we actually talked about God's timing a little bit earlier, right? That we have faith in God's decree, but we don't have faith in God's timing. So what we want to do is we want to slow down just a little bit and make plans, the right plans, the plans of the diligent. A lot of us, listen, a lot of us are taking our finances and we're just freestyling them. You know, just because you make it month over month, you think that you're doing something great. But when you have plans and you're diligent. When those plans actually come into fruition, you could look back and say, Listen, look what God did. God is consistent. God is going to be in your life and he wants to promise you abundance. But anyone who's hasty, someone who wants to hurry up and trade a stock and get money rich right away and all these other things, God is telling you it comes only to poverty. And I believe God in the situation. So if you are in this situation, if you feel like everyone's getting rich before you, people are getting promoted more than you, and people are graduating faster than you, you don't worry. You sit back and you let God do the work. You know, you shouldn't have this fear of missing out. What you need to do is really just establish your plan so you have something to look at. Because Think about it this way. If you don't have a plan, you're actually forced to look at other people's plans. And I was on a podcast and one of the things I said to him is that the reason we're upset with how our lives are going is because we're trying to fulfill our purpose through someone else's talent. Let me say that again. We're trying to fulfill our purpose with someone else's talent, meaning that when you see Beyonce on stage, you want to sing like Beyonce. But but that's Beyonce's talent. That's not going to fulfill your purpose in life. You have to dig inside yourself and figure out what you want to do. The fear of missing out is the same idea. And that's what happens. You're looking at someone else. You're looking at how someone else makes money by selling or trading. And you want to do that. You want to fulfill your purpose. But I'm telling you that it's not the way that God intended. God is telling you that that's not the way to go, that you want to be diligent. You want to be led to abundance and you want to avoid hastiness, which will lead To nothing but poverty. If you're a Christian and you're ready to combine your faith and your finances, set up a consultation with me using the link below. Go to www.abrwealthmanagement and schedule a time to discuss how we can help you become rich in spirit and righteous in action. Also, if you want to get started, download our free ebook when you sign up for our newsletter, Four Pillars to Christian Investing, where we introduce you to debt management strategies, saving techniques, investment account types, and wealth transfers. This 19-page guide will be a great foundation for Christians like you that want to combine their faith and their finances in one place. Well, until next time, I am A.B. Ridgway, and I'll see you on the other side of your blessing. Olajuwon Ridgway is an investment advisor representative and owner of A.B. Ridgway Wealth Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor which produces a podcast show and makes it available on its website and through other distribution channels. Elijah and Ridgeway and any guests on the podcast are providing their own views and opinion are not necessarily the views and opinions of A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management. Nothing on the podcast should be construed as solicitation or offer or recommendation to buy or sell any specific security. Investment advisory services are only provided to investors who become A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management clients pursuant to a written investment management agreement. Clients of A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management may hold positions and securities discussed in the podcast. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk and may lose money.